You're listening to the Scottish Watchers Live Lux Edition, where we take our weekly live YouTube show and put it on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts, so that on your way to work or whenever you need some entertainment, you can hear us tell Rick that his voice is fading in and out, play hit maze maybe silently so you don't know who votes for what, and possibly discuss some fun watch content. Also, because the audio comes straight from YouTube, there's always a chance you can't hear anything. But if you do, that'd be great, I promise. Here goes nothing. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Scottish Watches Live. We have made it. The last two weeks was not, in fact, the end of the show. The show must go on. And this week it's going on with these likely ne'er-do-wells, and we are talking all thing quartz. So after the popularity of the Speedmaster show, we decided we'd keep the format. And so everybody this week has picked their favourite quartz or the one that they think is the best. It really doesn't matter. We're not big on rules around here. Uh, other than there are some rules about voting, but you'll catch that as we go along. But first up, we will do the intros. So starting top left, because he managed to get on early for a change, uh, on YouTube, Ricky, who are you? Where are you? And what are you wearing? I'm Rocky. Rocky? I'm Ricky. <laughs> and this is my little friend. Oh. <laughs> my little friend here is wearing the Alien Swatch watch from last year. And I have got the Christopher Ward limestone on the hybrid rubber strap. That's in for test and review because we've got the guy from Christopher Ward, Mike France, coming on to do a show next week. Cool. Next to my screen is Fulgus. Hi, guys. Uh, I have the Casio Oak, uh, the red one. Yep, from Singapore here. Good, good. Gigi. Hello, Gigi from Milan at Time to Talk Watches on Instagram. And I'm wearing... My, whoops, Timex Navi XL NASA edition quartz, since we're on the subject of quartz. Good, good. And Dave? Hello, I'm Dave. As you've just said, um, I'm great. And I'm wearing a, I can't even see it, um, Grand Seiko load of numbers and letters randomly assorted. <laughs> good stuff, good stuff. And Arthur, joined by some friends. Where are you and what are you wearing? Yeah. Hey, I'm Arthur. I'm Tick Tick Broom on Instagram. I'm joined by my friends Stephen, Ben, Jack, and John. Uh, I forgot to put a watch back on because I was just giving my incredibly muddy dog a bath. So here we go. Very good. And then Sam. Hi, I'm Sam. I'm in Colorado, and today I'm wearing my new Snoopy Time XQ. Ooh. I can get on go. Instagram. Thank you. And uh, Derek. Hey, I'm Derek in Brooklyn, New York, and I'm wearing a Doxa Sub 300. Very good. And then Lucy. Hi, I'm Lucy. Um, I am the Watchbox Diaries on Instagram, and today I have my vintage Amiga. Very good. And finally, now officially part of the Scottish Watches gang, he then no longer gets guest billing, is Nick from Fears Watch Company. Where are you, Nick, and what are you wearing? Hi there. I, uh, today I'm from Norwich, so not my office in Canterbury, but I'm uh, popped up to the uh, the workshop. So I'm in this little tiny office upstairs. So excuse any bangs or anything in the back. Friday afternoon is when we whip the watchmakers. <laughs> um, so what I'm wearing is not what I was intending to wear. I, I was meant to be wearing my latest personal acquisition, which is a 1980s quartz cradle. But Ooh. you can Ooh. see it's on one of these very beautiful, like, shimmery bracelets and the workshop cut it to size so it can fit my tiny wrist but of course the wonderful unusual size japanese screws that then reattach the, the clasp we can't find so they have to make screws from scratch so uh imagine this on here okay cool good old. and then in the chat this week is both sophie and dan who are regulars i'm just looking to see if anybody else regular in there just now but uh, feel free to ask questions in there and we'll uh, politely ignore them. Anyway, let's get on with the show. We're going to warm up with three very quick hit-miss maybes. And the first one is just going to be a general about the new Instagram layout. So who likes it and who thinks it's terrible? So there we go. There's 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 our general. It's it's a hit. Oh, Gigi likes it. It just seems to be dedicated to selling you stuff now, which isn't a problem if you've actually got stuff to sell, I suppose. Uh, then let's quickly do this. I'm going to intro this because Derek has actually made us an unboxing video on the grey Unimatic U2F 
This is on Hodinkee's website. So we just want to encourage you to send in your own unboxings. Just email me the link, uh, rick at scottishwatches.co.uk and our new Scottish Watches unboxing channel will at the very least feature one of these Unimatics. Gigi, you're a fan of Unimatic as well? Yeah, I'm a big fan of Unimatic. I have three of their watches and Dave is a big fan of Unimatic too. So let's warm up those Hitmas Maybe cards. What do we think of these this pair, it's, yeah, from Unimatic. I actually quite like them. It is, it's an all-round, it's an all-round hit. That's not bad. Oh, no, Ricky's, Ricky's decided Ricky. to to be Ricky. There we go. And a... Uh, rhymes with hit, though. It does yeah. rhyme with it. It does rhyme with it. And then, by way it's of Scottish, just, It's a Scottish hit. Yeah. By way of just trailing an episode, which has just gone out today... We also have, and this is from James Porter and Sons uh, website. This is the new Doxa Sub 200 Seagraph, uh, which you should be able to see uh, on uh, and here being talked about on the latest episode online. Again, quite a few Doxa fans in the room. What does everybody think about uh, this Seagraph? This is basically the smallest iteration of Doxa, but with a chronograph. Anybody buying one? Is it a hit? Why? A miss, Why? Miss from... Why? I like it. You like it? It's a bit of an average. It's a miss. Just but... consider considering the standard non-chrono is amazing. That just doesn't work. <laughs> I think it's just, just overdoing small. it a bit. It's just yeah. There's there's no need for it. It's too small a watch for being a chrono. I think that's the exact same thing. I don't know. Like, small wrists. Like, they do so so much right, and that just doesn't hit the mark. Yeah doesn't need to exist. Rick, show them the nope. silver one, because it actually looks decent. I don't have a picture of the silver one, unfortunately, so you just have to imagine it in your mind. It's that <laughs> with orange, but it's silver. <laughs> I says it all, though, when, when, you know, when, doc, when the silver dock says the best-looking one, that tells you they shouldn't have done it, because usually <laughs> the colours are the ones that work. Cool. Right, well, let's get on with the proper uh, show. Now, this is going to go in the order which I just wrote it down. So, Ricky, we're looking you at quartz uh, watches. Pick up, uh, pick up uh, our friend Arthur just dropped. I think he's waiting. Yes, yeah, oh, he's in the waiting room. Has Arthur disappeared? Oh, there he is, yep. right. Let's get Arthur back in. So, we will start off oh, with... Arthur. Oh, Arthur is now sideways. Oh, dear. Yes. Okay. There we go. There we go. First up, then, I'm going to throw open to tell us why this is a quartz watch to be looked at, and it's going to be Derek speaking to us about the Farrer chronograph split second chrono. Yes. So uh, I I didn't do this format the first time, so I I just have to. Okay. Just wing it. it. Just <laughs> briefly introduce why this fire watch is worthy of everybody's votes today. Um, as far as quartz watches go, I just think it's it's really interesting because I I don't recall ever seeing a, a quartz uh, split second flyback chronograph before, and it's weird because it's an Edda movement, so it seems like you would see those all over the place, especially at the very least all over Kickstarter. Um, but I I, don't, I haven't seen any other one, so I just think it's it's a unique interesting thing i have one right here actually uh, if anybody can Let's see hold it up i'll stop the share let's hold it up i can't see my own camera anymore <laughs> <laughs> and how, how did you there. there we go we see the reflection of arthur in it uh... <laughs> um yeah it's cool it, it has a it it times up to like tenth of a second which is so it has a tenth of a second subdial as well and on top of you know the the flyback and the split and the split second, it's a pretty interesting uh, quartz watch. The only downside I would say is that the the chronograph does tick like once per second, so it's not as not as fun to to watch as a mechanical or mecha quartz. But it's a pretty fun uh, fun quartz watch. And it's not expensive considering what it is five hundred and thirty five no, pounds yeah. uh, according to this Farah, a British company. Who have been making waves? They're you know they're getting themselves fairly well established. I don't know much about them, uh, other than you know you are starting to hear them spoken about. And certainly when this watch came out, it made a bit of a splash, as you rightly say, because this is a movement that exists that nobody else appears to be using in this fashion. 
Uh, yeah, and uh, since I'll I'll probably never I'll probably never be able to afford a, a a mechanical split second chronograph flyback chronograph. So this is as good as yeah. it's going to get for me. It is a pretty watch. So mm. anyone got any experience of Farah? Other watches that they make, and that's how you pronounce it, definitely. <laughs> I would say so, <laughs> Farah. Yeah. Think, think of it like um, the sunglasses, the the way Farah. Farah. Yeah. Ball guys, ex-wife. So I I, I know the uh, the guys behind Farah very well actually, and I have to say this one is one of my personal favorites and one of the details i love about it is a detail no one will ever like get that excited about it's the matching date wheel the fact that the color is identical mm-hmm. to the dial the fact that this is actually a you know this is a swiss made watch this isn't you know this isn't like a kickstarter thing so i i, I when they first showed it to me the first thing i saw was that date and i just got i get excited about it because i know just how expensive that one detail will be for a detail that on a watch of, of that price point very few people are gonna you could comment if it didn't have it but like really it's the little details they're really good at the details anyway mm-hmm. there you go and i hope if they're listening i'll get my uh, check in the post so, <laughs> so. but we have to get 20 percent so send it to us and we'll pass it on uh, right. So, did you yes. know that we've actually got Nick on an undercover mission at the moment? Did I tell you about this? No. What's he no. doing? I'm not. But we is can't he, tell he, you live is, on is, the air. Is, <laughs> is he the is he the first guest to become a spy rather than come on the show as a spy? Who knows? He's going on the training course. Yep. Okay. He's busy. Tell, busy for us. Well, thanks for telling us that half thing. Yeah. I'll tell you later <laughs> that, was, that was really. That was Did really I tell you about this thing that I can't actually tell you? Yeah, that's yeah, what, exactly. what watch podcast people do all the time. Oh, there's this new watch coming out, but we can't tell you about it just yet. Yeah. <laughs> if they do tell you, they have to kill you afterwards, don't they? Yeah. yeah. So that's, let's, that seems uh, reasonable. Let's give let's give the father a vote then. So you know how this works. You can vote one to eight, but you're only allowed to use each score once. So once you've given it a score, you're not allowed to use that scorecard again. So there's a bit of strategy involved. There's no strategy. Yeah, what you the... need to do is actually vote Problems for the people with you this like. Last time. <laughs> <laughs> vote for the people you like and give them eights. That's how this works. Come in a popularity <laughs> contest. And do I, do, I, do I not vote on my own? You, you, so... you do not get to vote on your own. Okay. So uh, it's Don, not Donald Trump rules. Yeah. Uh, so... <laughs> <laughs> so on Derek's, can we have the first vote, please, from Sam? What are you giving it, Sam? Right, giving it a four. Four, hedging our bets because of what's coming next. Uh, Arthur? Also a four for me. Oh, uh, Lucy? Oh, I'm going to go three. It's a good watch, okay. but there's, there's more to come. Yeah, Ricky, a four. Uh, Dave? Because everyone else is miserable, we can have a five. It's <laughs> <laughs> a call, actually. Philogius. Uh, Sorry, it's a one. It's a one from Philogius. Oh, he's, he doesn't like yeah, it very much. I, I just don't <laughs> like the date. I mean, at four and then the push at the 10 o'clock. I mean, these are just things that get me. So That's what it's all about. Fussy, Gigi, fussy, fussy. what are you voting? <laughs> <laughs> giving it a two. It's back to front on my screen. Is it back to front? And then, yeah. yeah, and then Nick, yep. what are you giving it? Nick is frozen. Nick appears. <laughs> oh, <dear. laughs> he just loves it, it so much. Nick, 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 what are you giving it? <laughs> oh, I'm back. You're back. Yes, I you're back. Uh, I'm giving it a seven. Ooh, oh, that's an interesting font you've got there, Nick. Oh yes, my, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes. yeah. This is our so, the, the, the new fears Edwin numerals. So nice. uh, my uh, my own typeface. Some subversive so, marketing there. Corporation. <laughs> <laughs> this is my own. It's just his handwriting. Everybody yeah, else needs to up their game next week and come with their own font. <laughs> All right. Okay. The shot that so, set from when I was like ten. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, next up, then we're going to throw it over to Sam, and I th- think this is the watch she chose. <laughs> I'm hoping it is, or okay. it's a variant of it. <laughs> so, so Sam, so here we go. If this isn't the watch, if this isn't the watch she chose, you've got to riff for sixty seconds on this one. <laughs> <laughs> so this is the t- this is the Timex, 
and I'm hoping it might be this particular version. Mm, no, no. But, <laughs> but that's a great one. But I will just start in talking about just Timex in general, okay? Okay. So yeah, so I picked a Timex, um, the Weekender in particular. So um, I I think this is a really great watch when you see it. Um, it <laughs> comes in a bunch of different dials. <laughs> I, I had the, the blue dial one. Um, I bought this back in high school. Um, I, you know, was a jobless high schooler and I saved up enough money and bought it off of like Amazon or something. And, you know, I think Timex is just a really affordable brand that everyone at one point, whether you're just starting out um, into the hobby or, you know, I just bought a Timex myself. Um, right, you know, a few weeks ago. So I think it's just an affordable brand. Everybody can really, you know, there's something for everybody, I think. Um, the, the, this, yeah. There you go. I was just Googling it. <laughs> Hold on, right? Timex have wondered why their website's just been bombarded by nine people Googling the same thing. <laughs> Here, hold on. I, I'll have a picture. But, um, yeah, so the, the particular one I was looking at was a 38, the one I had. Um, I passed it down to my brother, so I don't have it with me. It's my brother's now. Um, but, but yeah, I really enjoyed this watch. Um, it has, like I said, just so much for everybody that you can't go wrong. Um, and, you know, say whatever you want to say about Timex. I, I understand the one con. One of the one cons is uh, it's it's Timex, it's loud, but you get over it. <laughs> uh, but I, I, I really enjoyed that watch. Um, I, you know, never they've, looked down on Timex. So they've certainly hit a number of home runs recently. Obviously, the Hodinkee thing yeah. in mm -hmm. the past few days. Yeah, has and, been the, the recent. Yeah, and and there's uh, the Snoopy line as well that mm -hmm. comes. Um, there's a 34 millimeter line, and there's a 38. So there's really something for everybody. So here's here's the one I was thinking about that I have or had. Let's see it. Mm. Uh, right. Yeah. That one. So it has like the cream dial. Has the blue. It has um, red. Yeah. It has a bunch of colors. Different colors. <laughs> colors. <laughs> um, yeah, it's a good watch. It's a cool watch. So would it be fair to say that Timex are possibly taking over a little bit from where Swatch perhaps would have been in that they've got lots of fairly cheap, good-looking, different colour variations that folk are just going and buying multiples of? No. Very different. Very different. Uh, so, yeah. the, same, the same idea, but they're very different. Not as funky as Swatch, I suppose. I mean, Swatch is really, really funky, funky. And Timex, I mean, a little more understated, maybe. But apart from the Snoopy watches, I suppose. Which yeah. yeah, I think that's like that. I've got the um, Pride watch, which is the yeah. reissued Rainbow color thick. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's really cool. Yeah, it is. Okay, let's give Sam some votes. So, Derek, you're back in the game. You get to vote so wait, this time. I'm confused about which one we're voting on. I've seen three different ones. <laughs> is it Timex, Timex, Timex as a concept? Yeah, I think you just vote as to whether you like Sam or not. <laughs> oh, dear. Sam's saying if you would give me a one, I'm, I'm leaving. I'm leaving. <laughs> oh, jeez. Threat. <laughs> Hang on, where's that one? <laughs> oh, wait, to get rid of her. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so That's the only well, way you win competitions. Oh, yeah. So, Derek, give Sam a vote. Um, five. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Arthur? Uh, five. I had one of these in college as well. Still have it. Cool. Lucy? Oh, I'm going to go four. Oh. I like Timex. Like as a, as a brand, I think their price points are really good, and they've got a good amount of variety. But it's just not groundbreaking. Okay. Uh, well, is that a wee hint of maybe what you've selected, Lucy? I think it might be. So Ricky, and that's a five. Ricky, and from Dave. A four from Dave. Uh, you see, everyone's going quite average for the first two yes. scores. There's a lot of highs and a lot of lows coming. Uh, take take uh, Timex is right in the middle of the range, isn't it? Yeah. You, can't, you, can't, you, don't, you don't love them, but you can't hate them. Yeah. Unless or, you're from Dundee. Unless you're from Dundee. Fair. Uh, <laughs> Gigi. Mm, it's a four. 
And finally, Nick, who hopefully is not frozen. No, I haven't frozen this time. Uh, I'm going eight. Ooh, oh, really? Oh, wow. Nick's getting the, the big big So the rest of you are saying that I'm just below average. But no, Nick, you're just saying, I'm up here. Right. You know what? If it wasn't for a Timex when I was seven years old, which was my first ever watch, a little quartz Timex on a blue strap, I probably wouldn't be doing what I do today. So, yeah, I owe a lot to Timex. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Heartfelt. <laughs> <A> sentimental <laughs> thing. <laughs> okay. Let's, uh, Had to bring it in, didn't they? Oh, yeah. Let's, uh, yeah, because Sophie's not here this week, it's Nick that gets to promote the watch say. company at every moment. <laughs> You're not uh, killing us on that veer of humanity. We're not kidding us on. <laughs> <laughs> So let's uh, up the game a bit. And this is actually the reason that Sophie's not on today, because somebody <laughs> else selected the watch that she wanted. Mm-hmm. And that is all your fault, Arthur. Oh. <laughs> I had a feeling it was oh. me. So I took the... the uh, was this Dijon. the one I selected first as well? Uh, yes, possibly. <laughs> a few folks selected the same, the same watches or the same range. But Arthur was in first with this one. Uh, so All tell right. us about this. So I went the sort of high horology approach to quartz, which I think is kind of an interesting thing. Um, so <laughs> did you see my Help wife me. coming to grab the dog in the background? Um, <laughs> well, Lucy's got her cat running about. I do. Can you see her? Yeah. I can see ears. That's the that's the popularity of this video going through the roof because it now features a cat. cat. Yeah, she's sat watching us. <laughs> so, okay. So this is FP Jorn does quartz, which I think is kind of a fun thing, sort of saying, hey, look, quartz can be for enthusiasts too. There's something really special about that. They've actually done a really, really beautiful job with, with the movement, which unique for a quartz watch, you can see through a, through a sapphire case back. And it's really interesting layout of the circuitry in a really sort of beautiful aesthetic presentation. Um, the cool thing, a co- couple of cool things about this watch, the dial is fully loomed. So all that white that you see is actually luminous material. And it has one of my favorite features, which is like a, a battery saving feature. If it's set down for more than I think about 30 minutes without sensing motion, it stops itself to save battery and it keeps track of time. And if you see that tiny little sort of like micro rotor in the bottom right corner of the dial, if you pick it up and it senses motion with that, it automatically resets itself to exactly the right hour, minute and second of where it's been keeping track of time internally. So they they managed not only to make quartz beautiful, but also added some really cool functionality too. So I've heard that you get about eight to 10 years battery life out of this in daily use because of that power save function. So... Uh, that's what I went with. Yeah, unfortunately, I seem to have chosen the one article from watching so neither shows the loom nor the case back. <laughs> uh, but there we go. It is that's a remarkable right. watch. It would probably yeah, have been my selection if I was allowed to play. Really? But I'm not. Do you not think it's ugly? See if that had any other brand name on it. Would you care? There you go. There's a case back. Hold on a second. I would care. I, I like the Tortue case shape, quite honestly. And I think it's cool they do couple different sizes for, for men's and women's size wrists. So. Okay, does it have a, a heart or something on the yeah. movement? Yeah, I think oh, what, part of the I movement has like a, a heart. Or something quirky, yeah, on the yeah. Uh, circuit board. Very, That's uh, right. Strong. Yeah, part of the circuit board print, printing actually has a heart. So they really took the approach that it can be beautiful, and I like that. I think the only challenge for me on that is it's as technically as a piece, it's amazing. The problem is you just can't get them anymore. Yeah. Yeah. It's fallen. It's fallen. It's fallen <laughs> foul of the FP journalism. So, right. you know, at, at, at 10 grand, it was challenging price wise anyway for a quartz watch, but on the basis now that either you just don't get one or you pay double that. Right. At the retail, I think it's a cool offering. So yeah, absolutely. I think it's like, I think it's yeah. like 9,500 9, UK. Yeah. Right. There's a picture from FP Jordan's actual website, which would seem the more obvious place to go. Yeah, so there's a little there's a little heart uh, where a lot of those sort of wiring yep. bits on the yep. PCB are. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's cool. I think it might be a bit of a scorer this one. So let's hear it for Arthur's choice. 
And let's start with Derek. Uh, I'm going to give that one it? a seven. A seven for Arthur. Yeah, Starting really well. Okay, Sam. I'm, uh, I'm going six. Okay. Solid. And Lucy, bear in mind that you wanted this watch. <laughs> seven. We're going to go with seven. Okay. Sophie gives you a one, by the way. Oh, uh, just for stealing uh, her idea. <laughs> Ricky. <laughs> I think it's absolutely hideous. I'm going to go one. I think if it didn't oh. have the name on the dial, no one would care. It looks like crazy pavings with a watch inside a different case. Okay, it's now, an opinion. I, I think the I case shape's quite take... interesting and the detailing yeah. is, is really good in the back. It's okay I don't know to whether to take it's... personal offence because you said earlier we were rating the people and then you gave me a one. Oh, well. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> Maybe Yoda loves it. So. Okay. <laughs> but at least he doesn't get a vote. So, Dave, what are you giving it? I do really like it, but it's only getting a three for it's too expensive and it's too unattainable for something that was meant to be a project for them to make their watches relatively attainable for people. And so mm. they basically they should probably get a seven or an eight, but they're getting a three on the basis that you can't you can't buy one. So that's a fail. Fair enough. And Philogius? It's a three from me as well. I just don't like the case shit too. Arthur, you started so well. Marmite. Mm. Mm. Uh, yeah, three for me as well. Kind of agree with Dave on this one. Oh yeah. Don't get me wrong. If someone offered me one at retail, I'd buy it all day long. No, not at all. I would I would, but you can't you can't give something a lot of points that you just can't get. And Nick. It's a four from me. I don't really like the uh, the cut four on the dial, seeing as they do the numerals so nice on like. Mm. Are you showing yeah. off your? your, your <laughs> no. This is basically another conversation about your typeset, isn't it? <laughs> Pretty much. Um, <laughs> Nicola, I'm, I'm writing. Okay. An, I am writing an article tonight saying Nick from Fierce Watch Company says his letter set is better than FP Zurn. That's a headliner right there. They're both nice. They're both nice. It's different. Get off that fence, Arthur. Come on, man. (laughs) (laughs) If you sit sit on that fence any longer, you'll get skills in your arse. No, I actually actually do think I like Nick's font better, to be honest. There we go. That's better. Take it. Ownership. Good stuff. Right, next up, though, this this is an interesting... I, I, I mean, I knew this watch existed... But it certainly wasn't featuring, but I think it might get, might vote well. It's over to Lucy for the Omega, and it's not come from Dave, Marine Chronometer, which is this. So, Lucy, tell us why this was on your radar. You own one? See one? I don't own own one, no. But in the world of quartz, this was quite groundbreaking, especially for the time as well during the quartz crisis, everything going on. Um, yeah, a bunch of boffins basically just got their heads together and thought, let's make the best quartz watch we possibly can. Um, and they created this mega quartz. So it was developed in 74, I believe. Um, and it's accurate to 12 seconds per year. So the only sure. downside to it is the battery life. It doesn't last a year. Doesn't. I think the average was about ten months. So. <laughs> Not great on that part of things, but yeah, it lasts yeah, ten months. If you buy it, you wait nine months and then you install it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But yeah, for the, for the time it was it was it was groundbreaking. They actually use them on um, marine ships as well. I think they used to have a little dock in the. Board, bridge. Yes, the bridge. Sorry, that <laughs> um, they could put it in because it was the most accurate um, quartz. Cool. So it's a uh, for those listening who'll be listening to this rather than watching it. It is basically uh, Omega Constellation Marine Chronometer. It's a kind of square. You could quite easily take the handset of this and put in a Casio digital watch, and it would not be a miss. Uh, Dave, have you got experience of these being the Omega? Often, they are. Do you own one? Yes, I do. They are really nice, and the bracelet is brilliant. 
is it a spring bracelet? It looks it like looks... it just fit round quite well. It's um, how would I describe it? It's it's effect. It's just like a linkage bracelet. It's not particularly fancy, but it's just got a great integrated shape to it, and it's got a really nice kind of sweep down into a relatively narrow point from the case edge. Mm. It's a, it's very it's very 70s, put it that way, and it's but it's aged well, unlike a lot of other things from the 70s. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Looks not like an Apple, um, Apple uh, inspired itself for one of those the bracelets have those kind of links. It's yep, exactly yep. the same. It was it was very um, the most expensive quite, bracelet Apple, Apple makes for the Apple Watch. Yeah, it's quite it's quite a revolutionary piece that that piece of watch. It's a great piece. Yeah. It's a bit like the bit like oh. the Belova, though. Batteries don't last very well. <laughs> it improved to two years once they started, you know, doing yeah. Doing once, a bit more, once, but... what, what, yeah, once you actually got a decent battery that only took them like another forty years to invent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Really good at telling time. What is the case hit? Hmm? Sorry, what is the case hit made of? Is it gold or is it just um, stainless or something? Predominantly, predominantly stainless steel. The oh okay. I think the case. It looks like a different color in the picture that's all shown. And the the bezel number plaque. So is that Ah, the serial number? That little bit at six o'clock. Yeah, I was going to ask that. Yeah. Does anybody know why they why they put it so prominently right in the front? So you can see it. <laughs> I thought maybe, maybe, Lucy, maybe Lucy, yeah, Lucy telling it like it is. That's the insight <laughs> that people come to this show for. That's, I was going to say that's fractionally better than the reason because. <laughs> why did the chicken cross the road? Because the road was there. Like <laughs> yeah. Why not? It's good stuff. No, I'm, uh, I've never seen one flesh, but I wouldn't mind seeing uh, seeing what that looks like. Is it a hair? Or Dave, that bracelet is it like the Timex? No, on the, on the basis I've got very little None. hair on my wrist, I oh, couldn't right, tell okay. you. Well, that's enough detail of that. I've, so I've, I've, I've evolved more than some, that's all I'm saying. All right, okay, so let's uh, let's vote on Lucy's Choice, the marine chronometer from Omega. Uh, first up, Derek. Uh, that's an eight for me. I like, I like those a lot. Ah, good lad. Uh, oh, are we teaming up here, Dave and Dave and Lucy have teamed up because we've both picked Omegas. <laughs> shocked, at, shocked and stunned that we are. Uh, next up, Sam. Hey. What are you saying to Lucy? Give it a two. I'm sorry. Oh. Oh. My thing. I love and, you. And uh, <laughs> I'm also a two. I don't like watches that have to tell me what it is with word, big words on the dial. <laughs> <laughs> it's there's, a strategy, there's, there's the man from the country that the rear view or the wing mirrors and cars say the things in this object are behind you. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say I enjoyed that either. Thank you very much. Uh, you're going to love Ricky's choice. Oh. Uh, so, uh, Ricky, what are you scoring it? Unfortunately, I've already now. used my number one. So I'm giving okay. it a two. <laughs> oh. I think it just looks like a cheap quartz watch you would get back in the 90s or the 80s for a quid at the local shop. Ricky, Ricky's been mean today. I know. Brutal. <laughs> but it's revolutionary. No, that was the Bill of Accutron 10 years before. Oh, oh, that looked good as well. Oh. <laughs> right, uh, Dave, are you sticking with the Omega? We're giving it a seven. Good stuff. And for Thank August, you, Dave. Sorry, it's a two as well. Giving a two. Two mm. from Singapore. It's a very Gigi. mixed bag there. I thought it might be. Sorry, nothing it personal, is. but is that a... it's a one. A one. It just, yeah. I think it's maybe <laughs> revolutionary, but and it just looks so the, bad. The man who is up next and who is taking his jacket off because it's now getting serious is uh, Nick. Give us a vote <laughs> on Lucy. It's a six. Oh, okay. It's yeah. interesting. It's I, good. I, it's good. I, Divisive watch, huh? The thing is, yeah. it, when it's on the wrist, I've, I've tried them on. It's big, it's chunky, it's bold, it's seventies. It's it's yep. so far off the scale. It's really cool. Like it's just yeah, it's amazing. But then I've, I've I've tried a couple on, and yeah, I really like it. And I also don't like it, but I really like it. <laughs> yeah, one of one of yep. those definitely. Yeah, <laughs> good stuff. Right, well. Uh... You are up next, Mr. Bowman Scargill. So let's share. It's, it's a, I suppose it's, it'll be a similar generation, I suspect. And you yeah, have picked, I think it's exactly. You have picked this, the Rolex 5100, the Oyster Quartz. 
so this is the Rolex nicknamed the Texan. It's not actually an oyster quartz. It's not waterproof at all. Um, this is Rolex's first attempt at a quartz watch. They may be made a thousand, possibly two thousand. It's an incredibly rare watch. And what's amazing about it is the movement was made in collaboration with Patek, IWC, Zenith, and many other Swiss watch companies. This is what the Swiss did in the 70s to fight back against the Japanese. Uh, the movement's called the Beta 21. And if you see one of these watches in the flesh, it weighs an absolute ton. And it's because that movement, which you can see on the screen, is ginormous. It is so big and chunky and bold. And all of the companies, all of their watches were, were big. But the Rolex one is really something special. Um, the case was machined from a solid block of gold. It's got much, much more gold than any other Rolex before it. Um, and I think almost after it. Um, it's, as I say, it's not a oyster. So it kind of breaks away in its design language. It's got a complete, it's got um, a smooth second hand. So it doesn't immediately give itself away. Um, and interestingly, it doesn't carry any kind of normal serial number. So on the back, I don't know if there was any pictures of the case back. Um, each one was hand engraved saying number 001, 002. And that's the only numbering on it. So it's not a proper serial number. It's effectively a limited edition number. And yeah, it's very, very cool. Very cool. How much do they go for? No, always about so, the money. <laughs> so when they first made them, they were only offered to a, a few select VIP clients. Um, I don't actually know Shocker. what it price was. It was, I think it was it was a lot though because the, when you go back to the seventies, quartz watches in Switzerland were always in gold and platinum because traditionally the most accurate watch was always in the most precious metal and was always the most expensive. So the first quartz watches automatically were the most expensive. So they always put them in gold. They made some in white gold. They didn't make any platinum ones though. Um, I don't, I don't even know what its value is today. It's probably, well, it could be anything. I mean, when I worked at Rolex, we'd get the odd one in and immediately send it to Switzerland because it is so complex. That movement was complete and utter failure. I mean, it was, and again, uh, a bit like that Amiga, it drank batteries. Like you'd put a battery in and a few weeks later, it would be, oh, no, it needs another one. Um, wow. But it then led on to the Oyster Quartz. So that's no bad thing. About 20 I've grand is the, is the answer. 20 grand, 20 wow. Grand. And probably, people on your waiting list waiting for it. <laughs> 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 we tried one of these on with the car guys, uh, myself and Ricky. Yeah, he had a gold one, solid gold, and right. it, he had that and the Apollo 11 moonshine gold. And this weighed about twice as much as that watch. It was absolutely incredible. Wow. Uh, a, a really quite a special uh, special thing. Anybody else got any experience with these? Nope. Then no, we not, take... not with Rolex, but with Beta 21 movements. They are pretty funky. And as, as uh, Nick was saying, a lot of the Swiss brands all collaborated and kind of shared it. There's lots of, I don't know what you would want to call them, but they're kind of franken watches from a lot of those brands from that era where they just felt they had to leverage something quartz into something yeah. Swiss made to try and fight back against this rising quartz challenge that they had. And uh, <laughs> there's IWCs, there's there's all sorts of stuff with Beta 21s um, and they're getting rarer and rarer because they were never reliable when they were new. And now if they break, there's very little you can do with them. But also the, um, because they made them all in such low volume, the way they manufactured the case wasn't how you normally make a precious metal case. So they have way, way more gold in them than any mm. other normal watch. And so as a result, when the movement died, you suddenly found that you take the movement out and you can scrap it for a fortune. <laughs> Yep. I mean, yeah. It had Patek or Rolex on the dial. Most of the other ones, they just got scrapped very quickly. Yeah. And even today, probably you'll find the value in them as a combination of rarity and the actual weight of the metal. Yeah. Yeah, they're very heavy. So let's give Nick a vote. Derek, what are you saying to this Rolex? Uh, I got a three for that one. It's it's cool, but just doesn't really 
hit for me. And I didn't plan my votes very well. I'm running out of numbers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sam. Um, give it a three, two. I like it, but it's crazy. 20,000. I'm Sam's sorry. Saving up our big scores. Saving them up. Uh, Arthur. I'm going to stop being stingy and give it a seven. I think it's cool. <laughs> Very good. And Lucy. A five from Lucy. Five. Yeah. Lucy's got some low scores still to give. I do. Could be yours, Ricky. Uh, Ricky. <laughs> I'm going to give it an eight because I actually quite like the look of it. They are lovely. They are absolutely stunning in the flesh. No doubt about that. Dave. I can get a six because it's cool, but it's not getting any more because it's a Rolex. (laughs) (laughs) Overpacked and... And And it's a Rolex. And it's a Rolex. It's a seven from me. Scoring well this. And Gigi is giving it an eight. Oh, Ooh, I think I think this may oh, be our, I think it's, yeah. our leader in the, leader in the clubhouse <laughs> at the moment. So far. So next up, this this will... Well, I'll be interested to see how this scores, uh, but next up is going to be uh, Ricky. So, Ricky, take us away and talk to us about... Not this watch. Hold on to queue up properly. Uh, take us away and talk to us about the Breitling... Emergency. You well, I thought you were going to try and screw me over by putting me last so I would lose again. But I'm <laughs> no, going to lose wrong, anyway. Jam. You know, I don't need to do that. I'm being yeah, f- yeah you're, you're, you're playing the, the proper way. But no, I think if you're going to pick a crazy quartz watch, then you can't really get much more crazy than this, where if you're a bit drunk, you're at a party with Dave <laughs> after Red Bar, and somebody dares you to take the side capsule open and pull out the string... You're going to have a very expensive bill because you're going to have a helicopter yep. live and arriving on the roof and coming to take you away. But this is there's lots of different versions of this. Um, I think they take a certain amount of money from you when you buy it. They sort of hold it in escrow just in case you are stupid. But <laughs> if you're up a mountain and there's no St. Bernard's dog nearby, this is a watch you want because this is the watch that will hopefully save your life. To say, I think these are absolutely crack, both cracking and crackers in terms of watches. I love them. Yeah. Uh, the I go on, Dave. So the older ones are nicer aesthetically. The newer ones are a bit. Don't know what's going on with them so much now. I think it's a bit like the Bell and Ross problem with the "Do not unscrew this screw" mm-hmm. on the back. It makes just you want to do it. It just. Yeah. makes you want to do it I just uh, maybe Don't i'm just that personality type exactly it's just it's just too tempting it's just too tempting i mean they are they're great watches i love them uh anybody does anybody own one or own something similar mm-hmm. dan who ricky replaced who's in the chat had chosen the navi timer aerospace so i suppose the whole range of brightling super quartz stuff is really what's been voted on here uh, anyone got experience of that? The only experience I've got is an episode of Top Gear where they actually open one. They they leave Richard Hammond on a, you know on top of a mountain with the Breitling, yeah. and he uh-huh. opens it. In the, and Jeremy Clarkson and James May are going to have to save him. Of course, they uh, took their time doing that. Uh, <laughs> the battery yeah. ran out of the watch before they got the, the watch. <laughs> the only I think that the uh, the emergency signal is sent for a certain amount of time because then the batteries go dead. So, you know, either the chopper comes and picks you up really quickly or, you know, it's not going to be much use. So, and, The best uh, thing about it as well, GG, is if you activate it and the chopper doesn't come to get you, nobody knows you activated it. Yeah. So they don't get a bad rep. <laughs> and you'll die under the snow. Yep. Yeah, that's what's going to happen. You die so It's a great bill. success story or you're dead. <laughs> <laughs> you never hear the bad stories. Yeah, yeah, it's a two-way one. thing. Is that a mother of pearl dial what? on one of the photos? Uh, yes, I think it is. It uh, is what? Because what it's you really need thing. to assist in being saved is not only a Breton emergency, but one that has a mother of pearl dial. <laughs> this is the blue uh, with what would appear wow. to be mother of pearl. And this is why it's getting as a you. <laughs> oh, <right>, okay. <laughs> There we go. Okay, let's let's vote, Ricky. It doesn't sound like it doesn't sound like you've chosen wisely, Ricky. But you get my vote. You always oh, get my vote, son. Thanks, Dad. Love you. <laughs> <laughs> what 
<laughs> right, let's let's vote for Ricky. Uh, Derek first up. Four. I yeah, think those four. are pretty cool. If not in looks, at least in concept. I should say we are playing a promotion and relegation. So the reason that Ralph's not here is that the last time we played this, he finished last. So, <laughs> so he doesn't get to appear in the next show. So there is a bit of jeopardy here. So uh, Sam for the Brightling. I'm a nice crisp one. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, <laughs> Arthur. <laughs> the fact that there's a mother pearl dial option gives away that no one's really using this for what it's designed for. And one, it's a brightling, and two, Dan is watching, so it's a one. Yeah. <laughs> okay, uh, Dan, if you're in the chat and you want to try and gather some, you know, support for it, go ahead. Uh, Dan Lucy... is outraged. He will be. He will be. <laughs> Excellent. Which is, oh, it's another one. Yes. Oh, it's hideous. <laughs> <laughs> Are you looking at your own pick or mine? I think, uh, oh. I think, I think Ricky's actually crying. Uh, Dave, what are you voting for Ricky? For all the same reasons that you've got to have one, give Dan a hard time. It's getting uh-huh. a one. And uh, Philogius, <laughs> save us. It's a five, but this is the lowest I've got, so. <laughs> <laughs> That's our um, Breitling sponsorship over. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, we just need to give that to Adrian. That's his, his domain now. And uh, Gigi, I can't see what that is. It's a two. Ooh. Yeah, sorry. It's a and two. Nick. Nothing personal. Nick has his one. I should worry. Oh, no, he has five. There we go. That's good. Yeah, it's a hasn't been paid. Okay, right. Uh, let's move swiftly on because I know Nick is under some time pressure as well. So next up is going to be Dave. And Dave is bringing us something else from uh, Omega. He is bringing us this. I believe this is the correct Seamaster. This is the Quartz Brosnan, which I think was your choice, which I think was your first entry into luxury watches. There you go. Have you got it on? Is it the same? Yeah. No, I'm not good. It's not on. Yeah. Yeah, that looks the same. There we go. It'd be a shame to find out now that it was a fake after all these years. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, it would be. Um, Why why, why this? Um, Personally, I think it's one of my favourites because it's the watch I've, one of the best watches, or one of the proper Swiss watches I've owned the longest. I think it's obviously got the Bond story about it, but it's not actually a Bond watch because this was before they were selling things branded as Bond watches. So it's the first Bond watch, but it's not actually a Bond watch. And this thing has been absolutely bomb-proof. This has been through the best and the worst that you can put a watch through. And other than three batteries, I think, in its life, that's all it's ever had. It's old enough now that the original battery that was made for it, they no longer make. So you have to actually get a little adapter from Omega to make the battery fit. And, uh, it is what it is. It's simple. It was relatively inexpensive and you can still pick them up for a couple of grand if you can find it one out there, apart from the red box, which will have disintegrated on itself. Um, and that's it. There you go. So cool. just remember, keep all your eights. Okay, so let's vote for it. Let's shift it along. Give us your vote. Uh, first up, Derek, getting a two. I'm glad to see you were paying attention to Dave. Uh, Sam. Nice eight. There you go, Sam. Sam. Oh. Uh, Arthur. Right. <laughs> I'm gonna give it a give it a six. It's a modern classic. You can you can survive the to be fair. It is to be fair. Uh, Lucy, a six. Good choice. And Sorry. Ricky. <laughs> you don't actually have a zero left. You haven't got one yet. And give it a three. You've got a three That's spare. The yeah, most one I've got left. Yeah. Most yeah, one I'm really glad to see. Glad to see you are taking it all very seriously. Uh, Philogius. <laughs> the six. A six. And Dave's Gigi. actually, Dave's not getting one of these either. At Christmas, yeah. I've decided. Seven. Yeah. I used to uh, own uh, one of those, and I'm probably going to buy it now and buy it back. I love that watch. Good man, Gigi. Yeah. Yeah. A seven. And Nick. I've already used my eight, so I'm afraid that's the highest I've got. <laughs> it's a three, right? We have two. All right. On two. the basis that you... Yeah, you can you can survive because you've justified it. Two more to go then. Uh, so next 
next up is Philogius. And this is an interesting choice, actually. Uh, wasn't a brand I had considered. This is the Cartier Tank mm-hmm. Quartz. It's about £9,000 worth, yellow gold. Tell us why you chose this, Philogius. It's, it's definitely not £9,000, but... Uh, so I think Cartier has a ton of history. I mean, the tank is as iconic as it gets with the, the, the watch lines. Uh, and and it's, a, it's a dress watch, so it's uh, a quartz in it makes sense because you don't wear it all that often. Uh, it also doesn't have a second hand, so it won't bother people who are too, you know, too hard up about the ticking. Oh, you know, I think it's just a very elegant, very dressy piece. Uh, it's one of the cheapest gold. It's not really a full gold watch because the case bag is steel, but um, it's one of the cheapest, you know, full gold watches that you can get. I mean, other than Nick's uh, Midas, but... Cartier do do quite a a line in Are you showing the ranges. the watch, Rick? Are you showing it? Because I can't see anything. Yeah, uh, hold on. Yeah, oh, wondering is, as that, well. is that me? Sorry, it's not It's not shared properly. There we go. That's oh, okay. There you go. Oh, okay. That's oh, Rick, go. this is the wrong Ooh. one. Oh, it's the wrong one, right? Okay, why is it the wrong <laughs> yeah, one? Yeah, this, this one is a manual wind. <laughs> It's, it's I a, think this is the quartz. It, it looks, it looks large model quartz movement. It's the right watch uh-huh. according to according to Cartier's own website. Oh, okay. Oh, is it the Louis Car- Tank Louis? So this is a special one. Yeah. Right. Yeah, okay. It's, it's, it looks it looks about the same, so it's fine. Well, we'll give it. We'll give, we'll give you. We've given you a promotion to a fancier model. It's very nice. Okay. But Cartier do do quite a number of their well known. Uh, sets and designs in both quartz and mechanical yeah uh, the, their quartz are actually all in-house as well because they, they moved a lot of it when the, during the quartz crisis to the quartz so it, it's i mean it's a cool movement cool good uh anyone got anything particularly you want to point out about this uh cartier or cartier in general before we give it to the vote and then it's gg derek you're first up on the cartier tank what have you got left? You've got a six. So hedging your bets to what Gigi's going to vote for. I'm going to produce Sam. Five. Five. Arthur. I'm struggling with this because that's good, but I don't know what's coming. But I think I'm going to give it to you and I'm going to give you an eight. Oh, I really good. like no second hand on a quartz watch. That's about the right watch that I would own in quartz probably. And Lucy? Having the same dilemma as Arthur. It's either a two or an eight. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. It's, it's it's just and Rick. Nah. It's, it's it's a nice watch. It's just a nice watch. Ricky, six or a seven. Mm. Oh, you've mm. been keeping tabs, haven't you? <laughs> oh, you can't cheat. I, I've got a list here. I used to I like Gigi. <laughs> Gigi pumped me, so it's it's a tricky one. And I think he's gonna pull a Dave and Trade out or something like that. But I'm gonna go with six for this one. Six for this one. Dave. You've still got an eight and a two. Whoa. Well, it's relatively easy because Gigi's last, so it doesn't really matter. <laughs> <laughs> Dave gives it eight. And then uh, Gigi, what are you giving for? That's what, all I've got left. Party is a six. Yes, that's your last score because you're up next. And Nick? I'm giving it a you one. You have ones oh. and twos. Right, yeah. Cool. I'm, I'm giving it a one. It is a stunning watch, but I actually nine years ago bought one of them for my husband on our honeymoon and it is a shockingly expensive watch to service get new straps for battery changes i'm not impressed by that but it is a beautiful watch but yeah cost me too much to run (laughs) good stuff so last up then and it's not necessarily a surprise that this particular brand is coming up. Uh, several people tried to choose this, but Gigi uh, was the first one in. Ah, uh, man. This is the Grand Seiko. Oh, uh, I should have saved it. Quartz and <laughs> its nah, range. Nah, nah. I so Gigi, tell us, all about, tell us all about this. A G-Shock from Gigi. Okay. Well, like, I, I went not, for the Grand Seiko GMT. SBG, SBGN005. It's one of a family of three. Uh, different watches. I actually own one of these. I didn't choose it because I own it because I think it's a really like quintessentially Japanese way of making a watch. So Japanese, they invented quartz and then they said, okay, how can we make quartz absolutely perfect? And they made this 9F movement, which is 
I mean, tech, it's a technical and technological marvel. It's built to incredibly tight tolerances. It's they actually grow their own quartzes and pick the best ones to to make the more precise movement, which is uh, accurate to the one you're showing now. Is the special edition with a star in to a couple of seconds a year, and, my, and the one I own is like I think ten seconds a year, which is absolutely crazy. I think that's just the, that is actually just the maximum deviation. I've had mine for one and a half years now, and it's still bang on. It hasn't lost one second, which is like it's like an atomic clock basically on your wrist. So it's incredibly precise. And uh, I also think it's one of the better looking Grand Seikos because Grand Seikos are always very divisive. It's kind of, you know, you either, you know, like them or hate them. Or... I think this is a kind of in between. It's a bit of a rip off of the Explorer on the bezel. It's exactly the same as the Explorer, uh, but the Rolex Explorer. Or the, uh, but uh, I think the rest of the watch is pretty original. The case is original. The dial's original. The hands are fantastic. And uh, so it's, that's why I like the watch. You know, Japanese precision and uh, finishing is just top. It's a Grand Seiko, and it's an affordable Grand Seiko. It's something you can afford. It's only around 3K new. So if I remember correctly, around that price. And you get all the Grand Seiko finishing with uh, top-notch movement, quartz movement, and uh, it has to be seen to be believed. It's tough. So I actually know what you've all scored because I've worked it out. So, but we'll let you. I want to see the cards. Of... I want to see them. Yeah. I want to see them. <laughs> Get them out. So but that's how bad uh, it got last last time. He now scores because people can't be trusted. You see, you're now learning. So Derek, you gave GG. Sorry, GG. Old... I planned yeah. poorly. <laughs> uh, Sam. <laughs> Seven. I would have given an eight, though. I oh, mess me up. Good, good stuff, Arthur. I love the way these wear, and I unfortunately only have a three left. I'm sorry. It deserves oh, better. Okay. <laughs> oh dear. And Lucy, <laughs> top billing. Yes. Yeah. Yes, definitely. They're fantastic watches. A friend's got one, and I want to steal it constantly. So good, uh, Ricky. You should have a seven. Seven. <laughs> Sorry, Rick. <laughs> Thanks for the seven. <laughs> and Dave. This is this is more judgmental on myself because I've actually got that watch, which basically <laughs> oh tells me that I'm terrible oh. at choosing watches. The coolest thing about that watch is the limited edition one. There's a little uh, Easter egg on the dial, which is yeah, a I saw five that, o'clock. Yeah. Yeah. There's a nine, oh, it's GS, isn't it? It's got a yeah. nine F instead of GS, just in the mix. It's really cool. You have oh, the limited edition one, the yellow one, yeah, yeah, the yellow one. The that one, one there, it's not Adrian's, uh, is it? Did you buy it off Adrian? Where did like Adrian got the idea? <laughs> ah, yeah, okay, uh-huh. uh, for yeah, it's one that I, I would have chosen myself, so I've been saving this for that to come out. All right, okay, I see some planning, some planning for August gives it an eight, and then Nick, you should have a two left. Let's yeah, it's a two. it would be an eight, but I've already used that. Yep. that. So <laughs> at least it's you. a really nice looking two. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, good stuff, good stuff. So excellent. Uh, Nick, if you need to rush off with your train, I know you were time pressured, then thank you very much for joining us and uh, we'll see you again soon. But feel free to stick around if you feel like just getting the next have a train. couple of minutes I'm a couple more minutes Good stuff. Yeah. so well you should stay around because I'm pleased to announce that our winner this week last time it was a draw but it is actually a clear winner and it is Mr Bowman Scargo on 47 points Woo-hoo! with his robot uh, in second place was Philogius with his uh, Cartier then Dave and then I Sam Timex did very well Followed by Gigi on 38 points, and then Arthur on 34, Derek on 33, Lucy on 30, and Ricky on 20. <laughs> really, didn't, really, didn't like, really didn't like that, that brightly. Oh, when next week happy. when we're all dressed up. Oh, yeah. We do. Mm. Oh, dear. Yes, Thank you, Ricky, for having a worse watch choice than me. <laughs> <laughs> my pleasure so it's Halloween episode next week so you got, got the mask I have got a mask yes although good. you've all got you can all choose one now on Zoom you've all got these settings now yeah, that you it's can not use. quite as good They're not quite as good so there we good. go so thank you very much for joining us we have loads coming up on the show 
Uh, another episode out tomorrow. This will appear on Scottish Watches Live Lugs edition of the podcast later on next week. Arthur and Dan are on, on Sunday. What are you doing this week? Doing the watches that never were for us, like stuff we admire from afar, but there's always something that keeps us from buying them. I feel like everybody's kind of got a couple of those, so we're going to talk about that. Good stuff. And we will, if you want to suggest as to what we should be looking at next Friday, then send in a suggestion or we'll just scary copy watches. what Arthur and Dan do. Scary watches. scary watches. Next week, scary watches. That's it. Ricky, Ricky's got so his choice. Get your suggestion. Yeah, Ricky's got a point to choose from. <laughs> Say goodbye, baby Yoda. So thank you very much for joining us. Search all things Scottish watches and all the rest of it. So as we like to say, it's goodbye from me and it's goodbye from all of them. Bye-bye. So that's it for this week's Scottish Watchers Live. If you want to understand what we're looking at when we chat, tune in every Friday on the Scottish Watchers Live YouTube channel at 4pm UK time. Do also check out the main podcast and all the other video content and articles which we have that you'll find by searching Scottish Watchers everywhere. So thanks for joining us. I'm Phil Oligus, Walrus Watch on Instagram. Till next time, take care. Oh, no, no, no.